0: Dr. Homebrew is brought to you by Five Star Chemicals, providing safety and cleaning supplies for brewing, distilling, and winemaking. At FiveStarChemicals.com. Doctor, look. Stand aside, nurse. I'm Dr. Homebrew.
1: Woo! <laughs>
2: Welcome back, everybody. Another fine edition of Dr. Homebrew. About ready to go down in the books here. It's a lovely uh, someday evening. Don't spill that, dude. We're already having accidents. Pseudo accidents.
3: It was a close container. It's gonna be a long, no harm, no
2: foul. It's going to be a long night.
4: That's right.
2: I it feel. already is. Yeah, that's true. Has it really? Well, I guess it is getting winter. Does it feel that long? It's getting dark no, that's, earlier. That's,
4: it that's,
3: is getting dark. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Wait. Oh, man. Uh, here we are once again, everybody. Look at that. And we have a show comprised entirely of uh, in studio uh, homebrewers,
5: which I kind of like. In studio IPAs. Yeah. Stu-
2: well, yeah, I didn't want to mark it. Oh. I didn't want to mention that because, uh, you know, you got to take the good and the bad, I suppose. Right. Yeah. And it's just it like a Dr. Go?
3: Homebrew flash mob here. <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's put out the call yeah. and boom, they all showed up.
2: Yeah. Oh. Uh, Whatever. It'll be fine. It is the IPA show. We do have a, uh, a, uh, a black rye double IPA and a double IPA.
3: Right. For all of you who've been waiting for this for, <laughs> for so long. The all IPA, all the time show. Uh, we take what we can
2: get over here at Dr. We're Homebrew, everybody.
5: It. I like IPAs, And we're happy dude. with it. That's right. People yeah, sure. stuff. Yeah, for sure.
2: And I, I think they're great for this show because, because there's a lot of nuances to double IPAs, and they're hard to make. They're hard to make very well, I guess. I guess making beer is easy. Tell Um, us about those nuances. Well, I feel like there's a lot of flavors, and then there's some hops. And those two can really mix really well or not really well. Uh, We're off to a roaring start here, I can see. Yeah, that was good. That was good. Guess you scored a 66 on this judge exam. You you
3: weren't wrong. (laughs) (laughs) No, I
2: wasn't. (laughs) That's the thing. If you never give too many details, you're not really wrong.
3: Just irrelevant. Just but irrelevant. Who cares? Right? Yeah. You ask. Right. It so that makes it like beer.
2: Right. There's some. Right. There's some flavors in here, and then there's some other flavors, and uh, there's some more flavors. A
3: mouthfeel, and and, and yeah. yeah, they could be good or bad. This beer has a mouthfeel. Yeah. Right. I have yet yeah. to meet one that didn't.
5: I have flavors. An empty glass. Then oh. <laughs> it's not a beer. No, it's true. We're getting philosophical
2: here. We are a little too philosophical, probably. Uh, cause it is a long night. Uh, this is Dr. Homebrew. Before we uh, jump into anything else, I do want to thank our sponsor, Five Star Chemicals. Go to FiveStarChemicals.com. Learn all about how to keep your, uh, uh home brewery clean and sparkling and sanitary and ready p- to produce great beer. They do PBW, Star San, uh, all, all that kind of stuff. They have a, a really extensive line of, of cleaning and sanitizing products, as well as, um, uh, e- equipment, like, they have, like gloves and aprons and boots and all that kind of stuff everything that you 're going to need uh to you know really do it like the like the like the pros do it so check them out five starchemicalscom they not only bring you this show <coughs> excuse me, but everyone on the show will receive a little uh gift pack from five star um, for uh you know for coming down and, and uh, spending an evening here at the hop grenade live live in Concord, California the hop Grenade. Um, apparently the Giants are on television now. It's like they're like preseason something. What's going on?
5: Yeah, it's the it's uh, pre-season National season right? Championship Series. Oh, I don't know what that means. They're like winning and stuff. Mm, maybe.
3: It's remarkably quiet out there given that. I know,
5: yeah. These guys must be into the beer out there because they're certainly not going nuts for the <laughs> sports. <laughs> yeah, it's well, this, this
2: isn't like the sports bar vibe, and I wonder if that kills it. I wonder if that has something to do with, uh, you know, you walk into a place that has... Like carpeting, but it just always <laughs> smells like sour beer. Like just <laughs> soured beer, not sour beer.
3: Peanut shells on the floor. Yeah,
2: like then you know you need to be raucous and, and screaming whenever every time uh. someone throws a ball or whatever. Um, but, you know, maybe here everyone's a little more composed.
3: Are you saying the Hop Grenade's a place full of composed people?
2: <sighs> I guess I did. Or the hops wow. somehow temper down well, the, I don't the know fever? If, I don't know if I meant it. Maybe it is. Maybe it's the hops. Let's see if he can keep keep him talking himself into a corner here.
5: (laughs) Those P light lagers will just, uh, you you know, the beer is not interesting, so you have to do something interesting. That's
3: right. You can't scream and go crazy with a belly full of imperial stout. You're just going to lay down and take a nap. (laughs) 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 Oh, yeah, they
5: did good. Awesome.
3: Yeah,
2: it's fine. It's fine. No, I'm sure they'll be screaming and yelling and clapping and do all that kind of stuff. But baseball runs real slow. Mm. Right, it kind of moves very slow. It's a very syrupy game. It's, it's not good like
5: for drinking beer too, hockey you, or whatever you know. Throwing when you're at the game, you can just go get a beer, watch it on the TVs. Yeah, twenty it's bucks. It's still gonna be gone when you get back. It's yeah, all good. it will be all right. Drop it. Yeah, drop a hundred bucks for a few beers for your friends and <laughs> go back to your seats broke, and it's all right.
2: Yeah, it's fine. Everyone loves baseball.
5: Uh, so I do want to
2: thank our our in studio guest. We have Alex and Scott. Thank you guys for for making the trip down here. We will make this as uh, painless as possible. Let me make sure everyone's mics are on. Yeah, everyone should be on. Um, So, yeah, black rye IPA, uh, double IPA, excuse me, and then a a standard uh, double IPA. We have those judged. We're going to talk about those after the break. Uh, The other sponsor I wanted to mention is Grog Tag. We do have um, the uh, Grog Tag At Least Your Beer Will Look Good gift certificate, $40 gift certificate to the the beer who has the lowest score kind of a fun a fun way cuz everyone who makes a a great beer wins already right you're making a good beer uh you know you you already get the accolades from everyone going hey great job you made a really yeah. nice beer uh, but you know the 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 second place never really gets anything and and it, you know as, as much as i i really enjoy handing out participation trophies to everybody
5: uh, <laughs> yeah, this is this one of those things you get a gold star just for participating?
2: <laughs> no, well, awesome. well, I guess well, you know, five star kicks that in, and that's pretty cool. Uh, um, but uh, yeah, the grog tech thing, it, it's 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 kind of fun. It's a little thing we like to do. Uh, is is uh, you know their their uh, their their tagline is at least your beer will look good. Sometimes that's so. appropriate,
5: and other times it's not. I mean, like mm. sometimes you get two pretty yeah. great beers, and then it's like, well, at least that excellent beer. <laughs> that you brewed but wasn't quite as good as the other guy's excellent beer Yeah, but e- even
2: if I got like a 21 on a beer which was probably my last score at Nationals um, I'd be alright I'd get 40 bucks to spend at a, at
5: a cool website
2: like yeah. Grog Tag so uh, I'd be, I'd be alright with it man that's you know, cool it's like fine sure I'd get some coasters or a metal sign or something like that and, hey you uh, should
5: come on our show sometime
2: they should, yeah. You know, actually, they've Wait, been did, brewing. You one did the-
5: once. No, I think you You should come on our show with another beer of yours. Oh, God, I did. I, yeah, I we should. I, I might now.
2: brew on Sunday with uh, Beardy. Okay. Uh, but we'll see. But that'll probably be his beer. I'll be cleaning kegs. We'll try um, to schedule you in. But I do want to get the Grog Tech guys on because I know they're brewing a lot. Yeah, it
3: would be fun to have them on, too.
2: Yeah, yeah. Uh, Steve, one of the owners there, has been brewing. He brews every week.
3: And what happens if they win their own award? Is that a conflict of interest? <laughs> you get five dollars worth of uh, your own product. D- can you accuse them of, of, you know, having thrown the the event uh, <laughs> to get their own grog tags? I can accuse that them of anything. Silly.
2: Yeah, sure. <laughs> it'll be fine. Uh, you know, here's a, here's a beer. It just tastes like Star Sand and hops. Did I win? And then they'll save forty bucks. It'll be fine. <laughs> Uh, for those of you who want to be a part of Dr. Homebrew and either come into the studio if you want, or, uh, or you know, mail us your beer—that's fine if you're not in the Concord area. Uh, JP at com. I am catching up, going through the backlog of shows. We're only a couple, uh, couple months out, so uh, you know, hang tight if you've done it already, and uh, you know, I'll get to you. I will get to you. I just sent out a slew of emails, so uh, check your emails, everybody, and make sure you're uh, you're already not a part of the wonder. The wonder and mystery that is Dr. Homebrew. Hmm. Uh, okay. Time for a break, huh? Time for a break. We're going to take a break, and then after the jump, we're going to talk to Alex and his a Black Rye Double IPA. Alex, you ready for this? I'm ready. You ready? Yeah. right. You've been in here before, right, haven't you, Alex? Haven't you been on the show before?
1: I've never been on the show, no. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay.
2: That's a shame. I don't know why that is. Uh, not even like Bruce Strong or any of the other, other shows, shows that so everyone that. listens to except this one? Well,
1: Nope, never been on the show.
2: Well, welcome.
1: (laughs) Hey, we (laughs) scored. We got him
0: first. Yeah, we did. (laughs) Uh,
2: All right, we're going to take a quick break. Let me uh, move my mouse over here. Uh, Back after this, everyone, it's Dr. Homebrew. Thanks for sticking with us.
0: Since the first time the Brewing Network microphones turned on, More Beer was behind it. More Beer sponsors the programming on the BN because, like you, they love brewing. And like the Brewing Network, they love sharing their knowledge morebeer.com isn't just a website to place your next equipment or ingredient order morebeer.com also gives you access to free beer information that will make you a better brewer go to morebeer.com and click into the learning center you'll find podcasts technical facts video tutorials and more including access to the buzz more beer social network of more than five thousand members and some of them might even be crazier about beer than you are Get over to morebeer.com today and take advantage of the buzz, the forum, the learning center, and make sure you're signed up to receive the newest More Beer catalog. More Beer, bringing you absolutely everything for beer making. That's it. I've had it.
2: I am never putting hops in my beer again
0: what why
2: it's just too ridiculous insane prices stupid contracts high shipping costs crappy
0: selection dude you need nico brew (sighs) nico brew will rock your face right the off your skull five dollars shipping to all 50 states plus fantastic international rates get you low prices on nico brew's great selection of hops and more
4: Hello fellow BNers, this is Sully from the 21st Amendment Brewery located in San Francisco, just two blocks from Giants Park. Before Nico and I opened the 21A and before I was a professional brewer, I homebrewed on my small four burner apartment stove in a back house in Santa Monica, California. Making my extract brews before graduating to the daunting idea of all grain brewing. Homebrew books and information was hard to come by back then. The Internet hadn't been invented yet, along with other things we take for granted today, like electricity and potable water. One thing I wish I had back then when I was learning was a radio show that could teach me the ins and outs of brewing and answer questions that I had about homebrewing, a resource for making great craft beer. The 21st Amendment Brewery is excited to be a proud sponsor of Dr. Homebrew, a great show that teaches you what you need to know about making incredible beer. Good stuff. Listen up. You might learn something. I certainly did. And thanks for your support. Tasty Crack Cams.
2: Now serving patient number 189. Number
1: 189 to the counter, please.
0: Now back to Dr. Homebrew.
2: All right, everyone. Thanks for sticking with us. Talking about the uh, the boys out there having fun at the uh, Australian National Home Brewers Conference. Uh, I'm sure they're listening right now because it's it's like four o'clock next Tuesday, I think, down there, and uh, you know, whatever. So, um, anyway, if you guys are listening, I uh, hope you're having fun. It looks like it on social media. As they're drinking everywhere, they're just doing a drinking tour, uh, cutting a swath through the beer and the foam and the and the Australian people down there. I don't know. It'd be cool to go, but uh, I just, I don't know. I'm pretty stoked I'm
3: not there. It's a fun place to visit, though.
2: Is it? Oh, yeah. It's far, I've heard. It's far. It's like a 20-hour flight. Yeah,
3: but it's worth it. Just Is it? make sure you stay for two or three three weeks would be, what I, be my advice. <laughs> yeah. Get over the jet lag and have some fun.
2: What's worth it about it that you can't it's do It's a lot it here. of fun. Is it? Yeah.
3: Mm. You, 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 know, you know, you can eat water buffalo burgers. <laughs> All right. You can go on Sold. That. Fuck it. There you go. You yeah. fucking
2: sold me right now. There yeah. it is. Water buffalo burger.
3: Diving on the Great Barrier Reef, although there's not much of it left that we're seeing anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe true. you should go to the right places, there is.
5: <laughs> go in the middle of the winter and get away from the rain for a while. Have a little summer. I can never Depends get away you
3: it. There's no way. Right. Lion airs rock and commune with the night sky. Not that they'll let you on the thing, but
2: just to wrestle alligators. I just. I, I'd rather stick they to the don't stereotypes. Have I'd rather stick to the stereotypes. Crocodiles. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Whatever. You'd
3: rather stick to the stereotypes. Okay. Because yeah. that's, that's more
2: good. fun for me. Is it? Well, because otherwise I would have to learn stuff.
5: Huh.
2: And my brain's too full.
3: Now I'm putting two <laughs> and two together. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. There uh, we this go. beer.
2: Yeah. So uh Alex, thank you for uh, again for for joining us with You're your welcome. black rye double IPA. Uh, now you are uh, you've been a homebrewer, you've been around the, the Bay Area for a while, right?
1: Uh, yeah. How We're long have in- you been home brewing? Born and raised in um, Oakland, in Fremont, and I've been all-grain brewing since uh, 1997.
2: 97, wow. That's a long time. And uh, you, uh, a few years ago, right, you won the uh, Longshot, the Sam Adams Longshot competition, right? Five
4: years ago, Five
2: years ago for, uh, I want to say a Doppelbach, is that right? It's a traditional Bach. Traditional Bach, okay. That's pretty cool. So we've had two Bay Area winners of that. Right, Mike McDowell and, uh, and and yourself.
1: Mike and I were in the same six pack.
2: That's right. You're in the same six pack, but he won the previous year, and there was some hop thing. Right? Was that, if I right. remember They're, correctly?
1: He, they were. Uh, Sam Adams was unable to source the hops for yeah. um, for Mike's beer, and they gave him the option of substituting or waiting a year. Yeah. So Mike, of course, you know, with the longer vision, said, you know, if I wait a year, you guys are going to bring me back to the GABF <laughs> for free twice. <laughs> Right. So. He's no dummy,
2: that guy. <laughs> That's awesome, man. So, uh, okay, so your black rye double IPA. Have you done anything like this before?
1: This is the second time I've brewed this beer. Okay,
2: uh, just the, the this specific black rye double IPA, or uh, I, I have to imagine a guy who's been brewing as long as you have has made a, a double IPA at least once before.
1: I've made a fair amount of double IPAs yeah. and regular IPAs. And
2: what uh, what drew you to the uh, black rye portion of it?
1: Um, looking for balancing malt complexity with with hops i mean everybody can make a hop bomb mm-hmm. it's not that hard but um really blending the the malt complexity and making a, a rounded beer is um was my goal okay
2: awesome Excuse me. Um, All right, Lee, since you've been picking on me all show, I'm going to make you go first.
3: Now you're noticing after like two years? No, I'm just uh, commenting on it now. I've been saving it up. I see. Okay, this is going to be a fun night. Yeah. All right, Alex's beer, the specialty (laughs) black rye double IPA. Smells good. Yeah. Um, Yeah, it does. It's got uh, the nose. You get a lot of cocoa and some um, piney hops, Uh, some medium-high kind of spicy rye notes. And medium-high, I say that sort of in a relative sense because usually it's not a very strong aroma, but it comes through pretty clearly here. A little bit of supporting caramel and some toasty, bready hints under that. I didn't find any ferment esters, at least nothing I could tell apart from the hops. Uh, The hops were, um, for me, were piney and a little bit of some sort of tropical fruit, but mostly I was getting piney and citrusy. Um, and it's all pretty much to style for what you'd expect for a mixed category beer like this you know it was a fair amount of hop but the specialty character also came through and they balanced fairly well actually um, I think the hops maybe if this didn't have the specialty stuff in it you might say were medium low for style but I think to let the uh, cocoa and the rye come through it they sort of Maybe, well, Alex will speak to this later, but I think having them not quite so pungent as they might be in some double IPAs mm-hmm. lets that other stuff come through. Um, it's almost black. It's a very dark beer. Good clarity. Pours a medium, light tan foam. Fades to a low bead fairly quickly. It doesn't have a whole lot of head retention. You could probably use a little improvement there, but other than that, it's a nice, it's a nice pretty clear black color. Um, flavor, medium rye cocoa malt flavors. Some supporting caramel, not that much, but just a little bit in the background. <laughs> medium to medium-low piney hop flavor. Medium-high bittering. Um, a berry ester, a little bit, I thought, maybe there. Likely from the ferment. That didn't taste like a hop flavor, although you never know. Um, the balance started out with a slightly malty start and then quickly shifts over to a more hoppy character towards the finish. Uh, finishes just a little bit sweet, although it's got a drying character from the, the dark malt. Um Lingering malt and hop flavors, the same as what was described. There's a little bit of warming alcohol. Um, Actually, it almost seemed a little bit um, burning down the throat in the end. I was getting a little roughness on the alcohol in the finish. Um, Medium low to medium. That doesn't make sense. Medium low to medium high. I say medium to medium high body. Uh, Medium carbonation. Medium high alcohol warmth with a little bit of a hot edge to it not astringent. There's definitely some drying from the hops and the roast malt, but um, nothing that's like mouth puckering astringency, and you'd expect a little bit of drying in a beer like this. Um, medium levels of creaminess um, definitely leaves a little bit of warmth in my throat. Not much, but I was getting a little bit of that. All in all, I thought it was a very nicely balanced beers with a lot of different flavors working towards a harmony. Uh, the hop character is a bit low for the base style, but I think, it, as I noted above, that actually works very well to blend in with the specialty additions. could almost use a bit less or maybe a bit less of a uh, pungent hop varieties. I mean, the and citrus is pretty strong here, but no, this is probably more a matter of taste than anything else. Um, I thought really it actually balanced pretty well. You might need to reduce the uh, ferment temp a bit or maybe put a little bit more... Um, uh, get the yeast health improved a little bit for that the hot bit of a hot alcohol edge. It, it wasn't much, but it's really about the only thing I found which unequivocally should be addressed and changed in the beer. And it wasn't that big a deal. Overall, I gave it a 37. I thought it was a very good beer. Um, it was a very good job of balancing all these different flavors and characters. And um, it, was, it was very nice. I could drink a lot. Of, well, I probably couldn't drink a lot of this, but I enjoyed trying. <laughs>
2: i agree i could drink a lot of this uh it is pretty strong i could sip a lot of this
1: yeah
5: Yeah. (laughs) all right brian go for it dude well statedly i i agree with a lot of what you said i'll try to avoid repeating too much but in the aroma i did i did immediately notice the rye spiciness at what i would also call like a medium high level just it's it's in there with everything else and it really it stands out nicely so that's that's half the battle with a uh, uh, beer declared with rye because that, sometimes that character is hard to pull out. So be interested to know when we get to the recipe what you know amounts were used, what kinds of rye, if there was anything you know just straight rye malt or anything else in there. But um, little little chocolateiness in there in harmony with everything else, and uh, you know citrusy, resiny hop aromas, um, kind of at a you know medium medium high level, but just well balanced in there too. Um, kind of medium level of general ale esters no dms or diacetyl or anything and and the other thing i would look for is that it not be roasty and it hit that mark well It was generally smooth on the the dark malt notes weren't sharp or biting or pungent so uh color wise it was rich black and, and virtually opaque when the glass was full but as it emptied you could see that it's pretty clear um and uh, medium low tan colored head that did fade pretty quickly, but I can forgive that in a beer that is you know has some obvious strength and some alcohol to it because it is gonna sometimes fade fade away, although an imperial i p a should have a, a long lasting foam stand um flavor wise uh yeah, again, the multi notes are pretty noticeable up front. you get the the spicy rye with some light chocolate, a little coffee and cocoa. Um, a slight kind of acidic edge, but not not burnt or anything like that. Just pretty rich malt. The hops stand right up to it, uh, but not overpowering it or going crazy. And I kind of agree that, you know, adding too much more hop would probably throw the balance off and, and get in the way of some of the other pleasant flavors and, and aromas in this. Um,
1: <clears throat>
5: yeah, citrusy, resiny hops in balance. Um, on, on, honestly, it's virtually even, you know, balance-wise, between the the um, the malt and the hops, it's just just nicely balanced. But it still meets what I would call a black IPA. Uh, bitterness is is medium in check, and uh, it does have some smooth alcohol in the flavor. Uh, to me, it wasn't biting or harsh. It was um, it was pretty nice, and and uh, you get a little hops and a little edge of the malt in the aftertaste lingering. So. Just a pleasant beer to drink. Uh, body wise hits most of the marks you want for like an Imperial IPA, medium medium light uh, uh body with uh I would say medium carbonation, uh no obvious astringency. Not very creamy or anything like that, uh but it is fairly smooth and drinkable, which is one of the important elements of the style. It has this uh fairly dry finish on you know, finishes fairly dry and you you want another another sip when Absolutely. you're done with it. Yeah. So Um, overall, I'd say this beer is as advertised. It's a black rye imperial (laughs) IPA. It's a big, beefy IPA with moderate hops and, and, uh, you know, some pleasant dark malt in there that's not roasty or burnt or anything like that. Just as nice hop choices. I'd like to know what hops are used in the recipe. You know, the one thing you could stand to do is maybe back off some of the darkest malts just a touch. It's so dark. You can, you can get away with that and still, it'll still be nice and, Black and dark, mm. but uh, and let the the hop character shine through a little bit more instead of just being even. It'd be interesting to taste the version where the malt backed off just a little bit, but it was still there um, overall. But yeah, it's it's really hard to capture all the elements declared in a beer like this. So I'd say nice, nice job. I gave it a thirty-eight, and yeah, very drinkable beer. Very uh, excellent territory. Excellent beer. Awesome. Thanks, I think
2: so. Yeah, I definitely agree. It's. Uh, it I feel like in a in a beer like this, you could you can you know, have those black malts maybe clash with the rye a little bit, the spiciness of the rye. Uh, but I think it's a, it's very well done in that respect.
3: Yeah, and, and the black malt thing is always the problem trying to make a black IPA is, is getting the flavor balance on that right so they don't just fight the hops. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, know, you got to stay away from the darker, really ashy, dark kind of malt character with that. Yeah, for Which sure. I bet
5: Alex can tell us how he did Yeah, yeah there's, Alex. There's a lot of different ways you can do it. You know, Carafa, uh, turns... blah, blah, blah.
3: <laughs> right. As he turns to this tome he brought yeah. with him. The leathery... Yeah, the leathery old school lab notebook sort of thing he's got his recipes in. This isn't even like the crappy ones they give you these days it's in, if you're working in like a biotech company
1: or
5: something. This is like a yeah. major lab notebook here. You should take a picture of Alex with this like, brewing ledger and post yeah. it on the BN it's site like a, for the people. the tome of the ancient recipes. Is, right. Yeah.
1: So one of the cool things about this notebook is you can paste a whole page in it. Yeah. Oh, there you go. So you don't have to... You don't have to write stuff all the time. Right, yeah. So You don't have to cut pages down to size. <laughs> that's good. So um, this this was a a big beer. I used um, thirty pounds of grain for a ten gallon batch, mm-hmm. so that pretty much topped out my my mash ton. Wow! And um, I had some some grain leak through in the the recirc. So um, I think for I may have to do some modifications for making another beer this big. <laughs> Those are the
5: moments where you're like worried. Oh no! That's going to ruin my beer that I've planned so carefully. <laughs> oh,
1: the grains are getting through. But um, there's, you know, obviously two row, two row base, and some white wheat, and some Munich, and some Cara Rye, and Carafa two for the, the dark, um, dark aspect, and um, some, uh, Turbino sugar, um, two pounds of that for the ten mm-hmm. gallon batch, and the the hops were I used some Magnum at thirty minutes and no. No, um, no full boil, full boil hops, but um, some okay, okay, some no,
2: no, like <sighs> proper, not not proper, but traditional bittering charge. Right. Okay. So
1: I used some Magnum at 30 minutes, and then it was um, all Citra and Amarillo, yeah. and then um, C- Citra and Amarillo um, dry hopping.
5: Okay. Maybe the intention there is to limit the overall plant matter in the the beer for such a long period of time. I think you know. Sometimes, if you can get away with later additions like that, and still get the level of bitterness you need, that's
1: a nice strategy.
2: Is that what is that what it was? Uh, I imagine in a, in a in a double IPA, you're going to have a lot of hops.
1: Yeah. So um, it's a tremendous amount of hops to to deal with in yeah. the in the boil and trying to run off through all that. And uh, so this uh, finished it. Um, Ten seventy eight. And or started at 1078 and (laughs) finished finished at 1010. Started at 13. Yeah, yeah. Uh, 1010. Wow. So that's a good. It ended up at nine percent. Okay. And one of the ways to keep it from being you know too sweet was by adding the sugar. So the two pounds of sugar, from ferment out pretty well.
2: You added that in the fermenter. Um, No, in the in the boil. In the boil. Okay. Yeah. So.
1: I have a big stainless steel pan, and I um, spoon some wort some in and dissolve the sugar and then pour it in so you don't end up with burnt sugar on the bottom of your right. oil kettle. <laughs> yeah. So you have to be careful about doing additions like that. Okay.
2: <laughs> All right. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, do you have any questions for for the guys on, on on their notes or or any sort of clarification you want them to?
1: No. Brian and Lee are great judges, and I really, really respect um everything they, they can put on a score sheet. So it's great to have that feedback.
2: Well, no wonder they handpicked <laughs> you to come in. They just Wow. I beat them all the time. I and mean, Behind closed doors, I'm screaming at them. But uh, uh, you guys are, are cherry-picking guests now, and I appreciate
5: yeah. that.
1: A couple of $20 bills goes a long <laughs> doesn't, way. It doesn't hurt, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Hit been, JP. Yeah. He's been drinking at the afternoon all night on us here. Yeah. <laughs> No, that one thing I thought
5: Lee might say though in response to to the sugar edition and, and that has come up on the show before is, um, you know some people will add the the sugars in um, secondary to feed the feed the yeast. Were you going to say that, Lee? If you because you I, mentioned you got a little hot, uh, you know, warming alcohol, just a little bit, yeah. A little
3: heat. Um, actually, I wasn't. I, oh, okay. I usually think about that in the context of Belgians. I didn't realize he put sugar in here until he went into that later. I mean, and, yeah. Uh, yeah, you you could consider that. And I don't know if it's necessary. Ten seventy is pretty high starting gravity, but it's not whopping massive. Right. Yeah. And, oh, okay. um, yeah. You
1: know, I've used I've used sugar to feed yeast, but you can't dissolve two pounds of sugar into a secondary fermenter. Right. It just won't happen. Yeah. it's not <laughs> possible. So you, <laughs> yeah. you have you need the to, you have to and, kind of make a syrup yeah. and add
3: it
5: in. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's smart. Yeah. I mean, most times I've brewed double IPAs, I've just put the sugar in the boil too. I wouldn't wouldn't have thought to do that, but
1: for Belgian Sassons yeah, Sasson yeast, you need need something keep, to keep it going after the krausen yeah. drops when I brew a Sasson, uh, yeah. I usually add in some because those sh- yeast are are kind of sugar. finicky, right? The Belgian is the, yeah. the French seems like it's a little more robust.
5: Okay, but. I kind of wonder what it would do with the American yeast stuff. If it would make it dry out even further and just keep the yeast a little happier longer. I don't know. It's an hmm. interesting idea. Somebody could try. I think, I think Bevo should try but it. But it. it dried out <laughs> plenty from the 10.78 to the 10.10, so
1: you're, yeah. you're good. Yeah, I think it's, it's a, pretty good. It's it, working. Obviously dry for sure.
5: and, and very drinkable with that.
1: yeah. And that's why yeast 10.56, so the Cal Ale. Yeah.
5: It usually will do the job in a beer like that. What yeah. was the rye?
1: I think I missed the
5: amount. Kara rye, amount right?
1: and uh, It was both carra rye and um, yeah. malted rye. And um, let's see, so it's 6.5% rye. Okay. Hmm. Wow,
3: that's a, a lot, lot of rye flavor for six and a half percent.
5: rye. Yeah, it's uh well, ha, yeah. That's,
1: the carer rye I think supports that as well.
5: Yeah.
1: Uh, so it's rye plus carer rye. Yeah, so. some
5: of those darker rye malts are interesting. I, I got a hold of some chocolate rye malt, and it was fun to make some brown ales with that. You know, chocolate was, rye malt. Chocolate rye malt. Huh. And, All right. Yeah.
2: What is that? I mean, you still do you still kind of get the the traditional chocolate malt flavor with a little bit of that rye spiciness, or, or is, is it a different is it yeah. a different uh, chocolate? I made a thing. Janet's
5: brown actually with, Never with heard chocolate of rye instead of uh, instead of the regular chocolate malt. And it was pretty good. It, it had a little spicy edge to it, but not too much. I mean, it was it was pretty subtle. I think as the malts get darker, that that uh, spiciness probably starts to <laughs> drift away as it's as it's going through the kiln for sure, so long. Right?
2: Yeah, I'd have to. But but yeah, I mean that uh, at six percent plus that rye, that that was a lot yeah. of rye yes. uh, flavor come through. I definitely wouldn't change that pretty
5: good yeah that's really good what were the hop choices again did you say
1: yes uh, i I missed that citra
5: and amarillo citra amarillo okay yeah yeah nice classic choices yeah and then some magnum for uh for bittering fairly modern but yeah
3: (laughs) so how much of the citra and amarillo did you throw in for your late hopping it's a pretty big charge
1: um i do weird things with with late hopping so i do (laughs) two two late hop two dry hop additions oh for late hopping sorry um He's so it's, right um, let's see, I did a um, 30 minute of Magnum and then um, a 10 minute of Citroen Amarillo, a 5 minute of Citroen Am- Amarillo, and then um, Summit Knockout. Mm-hmm. And um, so the whole thing ended up at about, um, what was it?
2: That's a good part about having a, your brew log for your entire life <laughs> history, I think, here.
1: Yeah. Well, this is only the brew log for this system. Oh, really? Uh, <laughs> wow.
5: Gold leafed. I would hey. imagine it's probably on the, the lower end for IBUs, but you're also getting a little bit of the bitterness from the malt, so that kind of just works. You know? Not written in
2: ink, just with the wort from that batch. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, what were we looking at? The uh, IBUs,
5: I think? Is what you looking Yeah, at? I was trying yeah. to find the IBUs. No. Six, yeah. 60, 65 60 IBUs. Yeah, I was, yeah, uh, was going right. to guess low 60s maybe, yeah. That's right.
3: Some. And probably not more than half of that came from that Magnum. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's right. Yeah, those, those late-edition hops. Mike McDowell's been talking about that for a long time, mm-hmm. how um, even the zero, you know, most brewing right. calculators don't calculate how many IBUs are added at knockout. Right.
2: Yeah, yeah, he has, and, and he's been pushing brewers to do it. And
5: I I want to say Matt Brendelson has done some sort of work on that, but I don't know. Uh, I mean, if you're sitting there whirlpooling them in hot wort for a, a while, you know, you're going to get something. You have to. Yeah, for sure.
1: And the amount yeah. of hops that you have by the time you get yeah. there. Oh, yeah, <laughs> so <laughs> much. Especially in a beer like this. Yeah. Hop matter. Yeah.
5: I can only imagine what that looked like there. <laughs> uh well if that's it for if that's it for alex's
2: beer um i think we'll we'll take a break i hope that's
5: not it i want some more is oh
2: it? yeah we'll have some more at the break for sure uh but then we'll come back with scott and his double ipa and then um right. and then that'll be it for us maybe maybe you guys can catch the last of the giants game who knows maybe who knows we'll see. uh all right everyone it's dr homebrew stay tuned we'll be back
0: right after this Do you know the three most important rules in brewing? Sanitation, sanitation, and sanitation. And no one does it better than Five Star Chemicals. Five Star knows sanitation. You can only sanitize clean equipment. And Five Star knows how to clean, too. For craft brewers and home brewers, 5 Star has what you need to keep your fermenters, serving tanks, kegs and draft lines sparkling and free of any beer-spoiling bacteria. PBW, caustic, acid cleaners, star sand, Santa Clean, lubricants and defoamers, pH stabilizers and more. 5 Star Chemicals has cleaning supplies, safety supplies, heat exchangers, pumps, hoses and valves. And 5 Star is proud to offer eco-friendly products that exceed customer expectations. If you have a cleaning problem you need the five star solution visit five star or call 800-782-7019 800-782-7019 and get the five star treatment today As a brewer, you already don't settle for second best. You want great tasting beer and you want great equipment to make it with. So don't settle for the second best grain mill. You want a monster mill from Monster Brewing Hardware. Monster mills are tough, come in two and three roller designs and are made right here in the USA from Superior Materials for longer lasting performance. Pick the mill that's right for you at monsterbrewinghardware.com and take Bevo's advice.
6: Trust me, it's always better to have a bigger tool than you think you need.
0: (laughs) Monster mills have the best warranty in the business. Your satisfaction is guaranteed. Visit monsterbrewinghardware.com now and check out all the mills and mill accessories. Don't settle for second best. Get a monster mill from Monster Brewing Hardware. Enter to win. on and crash, crash. crash We're gonna no. lose him. And now to the finale of Doctor
1: Homebrew.
2: All right, everyone, A welcome apocalypse. back. Homebrew. Yeah, it is the finale. Although I think we have to change that because we're only doing two breaks. Uh, so it's sort of the finale, but it's the finale break.
3: Does it even make sense to have a finale when there's only two beers?
2: No. Well, I mean, yes. There's a
3: grand – okay, sure. We got a grand opening and a finale. Yes. Okay.
2: But well, the finale's in the middle, so I might go back to three breaks. Three breaks. Yeah. Well, yeah. So we do the, the intro, we do the break, we do one beer, we do the break, we do the second beer, then we do a break, then we do the finale, because it's such a good – We you know, you can't – Oh, that finale. Yeah. 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 Well, I don't know. We'll yeah, see. I think I breaks make sense.
5: <laughs> right. I need a break. The
2: problem is there's not that many uh, sponsors yet because we're still you know a semi fledgling mm-hmm. show. So you know we'll have like three commercials per break, and that's weird. Do we need to go Maybe out not. with our
5: hats and our hands? And, could you sponsor the t-? shilling? Yes,
2: right. please do. No. We Ten have shillings.
5: Have fewer so. fewer commercials
3: per break and more breaks. I yeah. don't know it'll be fine. Your your fans will love it. No, it's not like... As long as you don't put, like, the last break having, like, five commercials, you know? like, Like old TV shows back in the 70s and the 80s, they always, you know... Make you wait through like That's half enough. an hour of commercials, it, it, especially when they showed movies. Like they had a hot movie on. It's yeah, like, yeah. The last the last twenty minutes of the movie is like eighteen minutes are of commercials. They blow <laughs> up the Death Star. And, and the last three words, and then they roll the credits.
2: Yeah. Right.
5: You won't find out until oh, twelve man. o'clock tonight.
3: Until you watch these fifteen toilet paper ads. <laughs> right.
2: I like the way TVs change. They're they're moving more to that shortened season, that half season, the twelve show format, like the HBO format is what I call hmm. it.
3: Now, are we gonna do that? We should. No, we're just sort of running schedule.
2: Yeah, no, we just, we just roll this thing, dude. Yeah, this is Radio-ish. perpetual, right? Yeah. yeah. We don't have seasons. We're, we're professional broadcasters. We don't need breaks. We're not actors. We don't need to drive our, our McLaren
5: F1s down
2: Sunset Boulevard and wrap it around Telephone yeah. Pole.
5: As long as we make the commercials as entertaining as we are, then we'll be fine. <laughs> hey,
3: if we're half as good as some of the commercials. <laughs> yeah,
5: as soon as we start doing
2: that, we'll be golden.
5: What? Uh, oops. Turn,
2: my- turn my mic off and turn everyone's mic off. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. Uh, Random hand flailing. Joi- all right. Joining us right now is Scott with his double IPA. How are you doing, Scott?
6: I'm doing fine. How are you?
2: Perfect. I'm doing great. Let me just adjust your thing here. Uh, so you are a, 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 a local person. You're an engineer, uh, apparently, as most homebrewers seem to be. Like 95% of you guys uh, are engineers. Uh, how long have you been
6: homebrewing? I have been brewing um, all grain for about a year. Okay. However, I probably, my first beer was brewed in probably 82. Oh, wow. wow.
2: Okay. So were you brewing continuously since 82? No. No. Okay.
6: There was a lot of breaks between college, when my kids were young, I brewed for a while. Mm -hmm. And now when they're, since they're out of the house, I'm back brewing again. Yeah. You're
2: taking over their bedrooms as uh, fermentation chambers and all that kind of stuff? Yes.
6: Really?
5: No. No. Okay.
2: (laughs) I was going to big say that was real smart, right there.
5: Big differences in the brewing uh, technology from that time till now, huh? Quite so a bit y- different. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so you've been back at it all grain for about a year. Yes. Okay. And have you ever attempted a, a double IPA before?
6: This is my fourth batch. Okay.
2: Consecutively, and maybe, maybe um, might be a dumb question.
6: About but... ever, not consecutively, but okay. I've been brewing them. Um, it's my wife's favorite beer, so oh, really? I've been trying to figure out. What she likes and what she doesn't like. And yeah, so yeah. I've been sort of playing around with the recipe. Mm. And
2: yeah. she loves a double IPA. That's her favorite. That's her favorite beer. Wow. That's pretty cool. I like it. I like to hear that. It's I, a rare thing. It is a rare thing, right? I'm uh, lucky there. But if you don't like double IPAs, right? No. She's shaking her head no. Even though there's a microphone, she doesn't want to talk to, to us, which is fine.
1: Sorry, it's hard for me to reach my button. No, I do not.
2: That's all right.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's the same. Story. I realized as I said that. Yeah. that I just, okay.
2: This is not Bruce Strong. We don't make jokes like that. We are a clean radio show.
6: You meant my own... No, we are Yeah.
2: Okay. Huh. You meant you're on switch? That one went over oh, yeah. my Can you head. just
6: not talk to me? Because then I don't have to worry about getting my headphones
1: back ah. on and then reaching yeah. the thing and then making myself sound stupid. Sure.
2: Uh, yeah, earlier we had a geography lesson with Beth. <laughs> And she realized. Uh, she goes, "Oh, we were talking about Montreal. We were talking about flying up to visit Blobber one day." And you go, she goes, "She uh, Oh, Montreal. That's like north of the U.S.'
5: Yes, it you can is. still say nasty things to JP just with hand gestures. Then we keep the show clean, <coughs> and we're all good.
2: She does. I'm number one. <laughs> hey, there it is. According to her, I'm number one. Um, all right, Scott. Well, we're gonna we're gonna run through your uh, your double IPA here, and um, yeah, talk a little bit about it, taste it, all that kind of stuff." Hopefully you won't run out of here screaming. Oh no! Yeah. Just throw, just start throwing haymakers at, uh, at at Brian and Lee here.
5: No matter what they say,
2: Brian, no go matter ahead. what. That's
5: right. This is a, a pretty pretty good hop uh, aroma up front. There, it's got got some uh, elements of tangerine and uh, grapefruit. A lot of tropical-y kind of flavors in there. Uh, aromas, sorry, up uh, up front, uh, and the malt is just supporting low malt presence underneath. A little breadiness, nothing too. Big um, as it should be. Uh, esters are medium high and and generally fruity, but no no DMS or thiol or anything. There's some clean alcohol coming through in the aroma. You can definitely get that. Um, color wise, it's a deep orangey golden amber color. So it's a like yeah gold kind of you know it's not not quite to amber, but it's not gold. It's and it's got orangey highlights in it. Fairly clear. Um, it had a a low um whitish head that, that faded pretty quickly to uh just ring a ring of ring of bubbles around the glass and and now even that is gone. But uh yeah, so the the head fell pretty fast and I, I took it down a little bit for that, but that's okay. Um it is it is strong and it might just be the alcohol doing that. I mean usually the hops will kinda counteract that and help hold it up. Um anyway. Uh, flavor wise, medium high hop flavor with tropical and citrusy notes, like in the aroma. Some resininess coming through. Bitterness is medium high. Alcohol is is also medium high. It seems like a pretty beefy one, but uh, and and just a tiny touch. I thought I got a little bit of solventiness in the in the alcohol, but and then it uh, it finishes dry, and I get kind of a like a watery minerally thing in the background a little bit. Um, I'm not sure what was done, if the water was just uh, adjusted on this or or what your water profile is like, but we can discuss that. Um, The hops and the bitterness kind of linger into the aftertaste, Mm -hmm. but it seems like a pretty clean L fermentation despite the light little solventy note I got. It's really not offensive at all. Um, But definitely balanced to the hops. (laughs) Mouthfeel, medium light body has a low, uh, possibly, probably hop-derived astringency in it, but not, not too intense. Uh, moderate alcohol warmth in there, but still smoothly drinkable. Uh, the carbonation, I would say, was a, uh, a little low, kind of medium, low to low territory. Um, if you pump that up a little bit, uh, you could could support the head and 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 maybe take away some of that what i was calling wateriness of it or like you know push some of the aromas through a little bit more they're 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 a little muted but uh i'm kind of getting to the feedback here but it's really drinkable and smooth uh imperial ipa with just about all the elements you would desire uh good hop choices i would say i'd like to know what the hops were in this um they they do like i said seem a little bit lighter in the aroma and flavor pushing up uh the hops could do it but um I kind of stole uh, Lee's feedback when we were discussing the beer that the carbonation could also do do that. Um, and my my conundrum was that if you push up the hops, that's also going to risk some more astringency and, and get a little offensive. So I don't know that I'd want to do that. Um, but yeah, just you know, do hop bursting, late hop additions, and and uh, keep it clean. Use use high alpha clean hops for bittering to reduce the overall plant matter in your beer. And uh, but yeah, nice beer overall. Uh, um, really liked it scored it a 37 and um yeah you could definitely sip this for for a while good stuff
2: absolutely lee even though brian just admitted in front of a billion people that he stole your feedback uh, oh, what I, do you have to add to to brian's brilliant commentary well yeah.
3: you know I'm, I'm not gonna hold that against them <laughs> especially if we're up to a billion listeners
2: yeah we are you didn't know that <laughs> all of china just tuned in that's
3: right yeah not Egypt? No, not Egypt, okay. no. All right. Uh, so what did I think? I don't have a whole lot to add to that. Um, you know, good stone fruit, kind of piney, citrusy, a little bit of a diesel sort of kerosene notes in the hops and a little bit of caramel malt in the aroma as well. Um, a little low on the head. It poured a little bit of a, of a medium low ivory foam, but it faded to a low bead almost right away. Um, Again, for the flavor, it's pretty similar to what Brian said, you know, fairly prominent hops, medium high, not as high as some I've had, but that's okay. A little bit of a caramelly malt flavor, nice balance with that. A little bit of esters, Um, it's hard to tell if it was all hop or ferment. It's really probably mostly hop in a beer like this. You know, again, that stone fruit kind of flavor. There wasn't anything that stuck out as being a a non-hop related ester in this beer. Um, You know, it didn't come through as like strawberry or blueberry or something like that, which I yeah. wouldn't expect from the hops. Uh, finishes slightly sweet, a little bit of lingering alcohol. I found it to be clean. I didn't pick up the the solvent that Brian was getting, but uh, that doesn't mean it's not there. Um, finishes with that stone fruit, diesel pine kind of hops, all very much to style. I actually thought the bittering maybe could be a touch higher in this beer. Um but um, I think the main thing, the the medium, medium-high body, but the carbonate, the carbonation levels were pretty low in this beer. It was a growler that was brought in, and I, I don't know, maybe it wasn't gassed up quite enough. And that would probably explain the low head retention or the low driving of the foam. Um, I thought some of the aromas could have been a little stronger for this, especially the hop aromas. I mean, they were there, but they weren't like in your face like you'd expect out of a double IPA. And it might even help drive the bittering a little bit higher. I think it's it's its main flaw actually was just a little bit flat. Not not horribly flat, but it can when a beer that's that's it should have a nice head and a nice drive on the aromas. And I think this having the CO two too low kinda hurts out a bit. So overall, very drinkable double IPA, good hop flavor, supporting malt. Carbonation's a bit low, which is probably no, I just went over that and so did Brian. Um, could maybe use a little more bittering, but probably just really needs the carbonation pushed up to you know couple atmospheres two and a half atmospheres, where it needs to be i gave it a 33 if it's gassed up uh to where it probably should be i'd probably give it a few points higher than that because it would drive those aromas and flavors a little bit better it's a nice beer it's a good job
2: awesome thank you
6: scott uh do you have your recipe by any chance
2: i do perfect you want to just uh give us a quick rundown and
6: yeah um like i said i've been playing around with the recipe a little bit and this one i actually played around with the malt bill quite a bit Um, okay it's like thirty percent two row. I put thirty percent Maris Otter and I used thirty percent Pilsner. I was trying to get a little bit more complexity to the malts. Um, I'm not actually sure it actually came through, but
2: mm-hmm. uh complexity how? Um just, uh, just uh, different flavors as we a were. A little bit about more earlier. flavor, a little
6: yeah. bit more variety to kind okay. of go with the hops. Um again yeah. it was it was an experiment. Is that yeah.
2: something that would uh that yeah, would you, happen you when Scott that, yeah,
3: I mean, actually, I'm not, I wouldn't expect a beer like this, but now that you mentioned, it, I do get a little bit of that kind of just sweet, sweet, greeny Pils Malt kind of flavor in there. It's kind of nice.
5: Well, I think that the, the that breadiness that I noted in the aroma could be coming from the, the yeah. English Marisotter too. So yeah, and it's got a little Christmas from the, the Pilsner maybe.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. Nice that was, that was not a bad move.
6: So I was kind of playing around. I also put a, like uh, about 3% biscuit in there and then I used about three percent carapils and about three percent Munich malt. Um, I was trying to stay away from using sugar because I kinda of, yeah. I've been experimenting around a little bit and so I was trying to eliminate adding a you know some kind of a, a sugar addition. So I've been mm-hmm. kind of playing uh-huh. around with
5: the malt bill a little bit. You got it seemed to get it fairly dry without the sugar. And and there's no crystal malt in this? Um, no. Just yeah, just a little
6: all... bit of the caramels. Yeah interesting. Yeah. So I was kinda of playing around with that a little bit too because just to see, you know, how it changes the, yeah. the profile a little bit. Well,
2: that's a lot of uh, homebrewing is just experimenting, figuring stuff out. What did it start at and what did it finish at? Um,
6: it started at um, 074 and it finished at 008. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Okay.
3: Wow. It does not taste that dry. That's probably because it it's a little undercarbonated. It Yeah, lets body it It didn't travel well. No. Uh, it, didn't. it
6: was a lot more carbonated before it got here. Yeah, say probably <laughs> yeah. came from a keg, right. and yeah, yeah.
3: yeah. it, it did come just, from a keg. Next time, just bring the keg. Yeah, why not? We'll go. put it on here at the bar. Yeah. It'll Be
2: fine. We won't tell anybody. Because uh, <laughs> right. I mean, because Alex was started about the same and it finished a little bit higher, but this yeah. tasted this tastes much sweeter. a little bit drier. Yeah, and I yeah. wonder if it's it, the rye helped him, maybe. Well, uh, the
3: rye, all the dark malt, and the fact that it had had carbonation where it needed to be. So oh, I'll dark malt even too? Huh. Yeah, yeah, I guess I never really thought about that. Yeah, huh. yeah, it'll definitely dry out the palate.
6: Okay. All right. Yeah. The Carbonation did not survive the the trip,
2: yeah. It definitely doesn't taste like a 08 finish, but uh, yeah, interesting. No, wow, okay, I can get
5: to where this beer is, and I, I might have kind of you know given it the benefit of the doubt. And and I didn't knock it down too much for the uh, the carbonation issue. I, I could tell it's a well brewed beer, you know, no major um, issues, just needs a little, uh, yeah, yeah, a little pepping up there with the carbonation, and uh, and you could um. If, you know, if you're getting a little bit of that hot alcohol, I mean, what was your yeast pitch? Did you use a big starter? And, yeah, I did a starter. Yeah, I yeah. used
6: a. That was the other um, experiment. I used the California super yeast for the first time. So oh, okay. I oh. tried that out and and did a did about a, I think it was a liter and a half. Yeah, starter on it.
5: That that should be sufficient.
6: <laughs>
5: uh,
2: it, it kicked off right away. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, what about your hop? Uh, your um, schedule?
6: Hops. Um, I did about. Uh, two ounces of Columbus. This is a for a five gallon at the okay. ninety minute, um, and then about I use an ounce of Simcoe about thirty minutes in, and then about um, two and a half ounces of Simcoe at, at flame out and an ounce of uh, Centennial at flame out, and then I dry hopped with kind of a combination of Amarillo, Centennial, and Simcoe, and two different two different loads about three mm-hmm. four days apart. Okay. So, calculation, one thirty-two IBU. So, uh, yeah, give or take. But I, but I don't I don't really believe the <laughs> give or take. It does yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> A lot of that's associated okay. with the, the late hot additions.
2: Okay, all right. What do you guys think about that hop uh, schedule? Pretty pretty solid.
3: You know, for the most part, yeah, that sounds good. Um, for me, I usually wouldn't boil the hops for 90 minutes. Mm-hmm. I think you tend to get more extraction of things you don't want with that extra 30 minutes and of the things you do want. And since Columbus can be a pretty rough hop to begin with, that mm-hmm. you might get more of that. That's And there's a little bit of that in this beer, but not much. Okay. So, But you could probably smooth it out a bit more by bringing that back to 60 minutes.
5: Yeah, now that you mentioned the Columbus, I get a little touch of that kind of garlic note that you, mm-hmm. can, you can get from that. Mm-hmm. But it's not offensive. It just blends with the other stuff. Yeah.
3: Yeah. All that said, you get, totally got away with it in this beer. The Amarillos. <laughs> beer. <laughs>
6: yeah. Uh, do you have any questions for the guys, guys? No. Like I said, you know, okay. I've been, been brewing this beer for very long, so mm-hmm. i have been kind of experimenting. So I kind of just want to
3: get some feedback. Right. Sure. So, so okay. the overall question then does your wife like this? She does. Then don't it's change it. It's not my.
6: It's not the best version I've had, <laughs> but she mm-hmm. likes it better than than the other
3: ones. Okay. Don't change it <laughs> unless she asks you to.
6: yeah
2: that's the main thing yeah don't don't listen to these guys listen (laughs) to your wife
5: these beer judges said i should do this don't change it
2: you know we yeah we like to say oh i brew for myself no but you're brewing for your wife and that's the most important so keep her uh keep her happy uh okay well uh let's uh get to the part of the show where we just kind of do a brief rundown and we award the grog tag at least your beer will look good gift certificate which it seems like the scores were pretty close
5: They were, yeah. So we may have to do some
2: on-air maths, which I'm glad we have Beverly for because no one in here can do math with like 12 engineers or whatever we have.
5: Hmm.
2: I have a calculator. (laughs) Okay, good. (laughs) Wonderful. Uh, So with Alex's beer, you guys commented on the carbonation a little bit. He could probably pop that up a little bit. Um, And you said maybe a less pungent hop?
5: Did we comment on that? Alex, Alex's carbonation yeah. was... was no, Alex's Alex beer first. The, the yeah. double, the, the rye, black... black. Rye. No, yeah, right. the carbonation was fine. on it. Oh, okay. Well,
2: I don't know where I was
3: when
5: You're I was
2: taking notes. I am you, wrong. You were
3: sitting right there. Shit. Damn. Are you sure?
2: Maybe I was in Australia. I might have been on a break.
5: I don't know. We'll have to give him the benefit of the doubt. I'm, usually, I'm usually on a break. increase the yeah. number of breaks. <laughs> from, um, from two to nine. No, he, he hit all the kind of elements of what it was dis- declared to be and had a rye spiciness in there, mm-hmm. which was surprising given how little he actually ended up using. He got away with a pretty low amount in there, yeah. but that Kara that Cara rye might have done something interesting with playing off the other malted rye. Um, but, yeah, it was a nice, well-balanced beer between the rye, the darker malts, and the hop character, it was really pleasant. I I wouldn't change too much about it. You could push up the hop a little bit or pull back the malt just a little bit, but then it would be a different beer. And I thought it was kind of cool the way it was.
3: Yeah, I mean, I thought maybe um, there's a little bit of a hot edge to the alcohol in there. Maybe you could do a little cooler ferment or something with the yeast health, improve the yeast health a bit. But mostly it was pretty good. It's a very nice beer. Okay,
2: great. Um, and then Scott's. You guys were commenting on the, uh, the maybe try some more late hopping,
3: um,
5: yet more late hopping. Okay. Um, or well, pull back the no. bittering addition to sixty minutes. Or yeah, instead of ninety. Instead of ninety, and, and get and the
3: carbonate. That one needs to get the carbonation up. Okay, so it was, a, it was a little low in the growler.
2: Okay. Uh, yeah, Bev, I'm just going to tell you instead of typing. Do me a favor in the in the cooler in the walk-in. You know where that is in the back of the bar.
1: Yes, I do know where the free the refrigerator is. Thank you.
2: Well, <laughs> I I don't know because you almost called a the freezer. There's a uh, um, there's uh, a
1: freezer in there too.
2: Shit. Um, there's knows. a uh, once you walk in on the right hand side, there's a a bag from Eagle Rock, uh-huh. like a little you know tote or whatever. Could you bring that in here, please? Because we have a beer we'd like to drink. I suppose. Thank you. Yeah.
5: Is it an IPA?
2: It's not an IPA. Huh, oddly man? enough, it's a it's another gift from uh, from Phil, our friend at uh, Beer Merchants. Okay, uh,
5: then this can't East be Sence the all IPA so. show anymore.
2: Well, it's it's the all homebrewed IPA show, that's for sure. It's the double IPA show. Yeah, it is. I yeah. mean, the way, the way things are going now. Um, so you also talked about uh, maybe up the bittering a little bit with some more high-alpha hops, or some higher-alpha hops. Or did I, am I picking weird <laughs> well, shit today? Is this, I mean, what? Am I off right
3: now? I, I think you're on the planet your T-shirt would suggest. <laughs> it's no, not I mean, this one. That's
2: no moon.
3: Yeah. That's a space I mean, station. That's what I mean. you told her, right? Right. Yeah, okay. Okay. Um, uh, I think
5: you, Lee commented that the bitterness could go up the a little bit, I think. It. But I, I thought it was okay, and I think okay. that it would, it would with the with the carbonation, it would, you know, it would play out the carbonic. Well, fuck. What do I know? Here we go. There you go. No, it gone. I have no heartbeat. idea what's going on. But I mean, if he hit 132 IBUs. That's what the paper says. I mean, <laughs> it must be right. <laughs> damn it. Let's go get it he analyzed. He's an engineer. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. Okay.
2: Well, yeah. well uh, good. I mean, uh, these are uh, really high scores. Right. Yeah, it's well, good beer. Very, uh, very good. Thank you for and for the, coming in, Scott. Yeah, no. I mean, technically, for me.
5: technically, Scott's is is the lower of the two, but it's still a very uh, well brewed beer and very, yeah. I mean, we could, we could drink a lot of both of these beers. Thank Let's you. Let's have beauty. these guys back again.
2: Yes, uh, that would be uh, that would be great. So then uh, that means the the winner of the grog tag at least your beer will look good. Gift certificate is Scott. Oh, thank you. Yes, uh, mm-hmm. thank you very much. Free uh, for your excellent beer. Yes. And uh, of course, it is by no means a reflection on how how good your beer is or how not good your beer is. Uh, it's just a little fun it's thing I like to do. It's forty right. bucks. Uh, you can go on grogtag.com and uh, you know get some cool labels and some you know coasters or whatever you want to do. Uh, so I'll, right. I'll, I'll shoot that over to you uh, eventually. Um, thank you to our sponsor Five Star. You go know, to fivestarchemicals.com. Of course, learn all about PBW Star Sand and what it can do for you. And your beer. Do you use five-star products, yes, Okay, good. It, it tastes like it. Your beer tastes like it. Uh, and then as we exit the show, we're going to have some of this Fuller's Vintage Ale. Bottle conditioned. This is number 024489. Uh, brewed beside the Thames River since 1845, apparently. Look at that. Yeah. Uh, anyway, our buddy UK Phil at uh, Beer Merchants. What, the what is vintage on this? Is this, this is the, the current 2014, vintage, right? yes, yes, sir. So That's it's correct. a young vintage ale. It's a young vintage ale, uh, but if it sits around in my house too much longer, I'm going to drink it anyways. Let's do it now. So All I might right. as well just uh, share it with you guys. So apparently they started doing this in 97. I have a bottle of 97.
3: Hmm. Excellent. It's a party.
2: It was back when I didn't understand how to store beer, so I left it in the bottle, in the box, on my shelf of beers for like ten years and it's in the garage somewhere because I it just it makes no sense. In the conquered heat. In the conquered heat. Uh, so it's probably soy sauce by now. But um, I didn't know they they
5: ninety seven. That's oh but it, it might be fine. Bring open it and it. open it. Open
2: it while you talk. This one it's really cold though. You must open the beer. Uh, <laughs> I must open the beer. I'll do it like this. Here we go. Oh yeah.
5: yeah that is good. It looks cold. Nah, I,
2: don't think you guys are gonna, I don't think you guys are going to want any of this. Uh, don't be here, you pour the beer. <laughs> Let me finish the show. You like multi? beers. And then that way we can, do, uh, we can do all the fun things that we're supposed to do. Uh, yeah, like I said, thanks again to 5 Star, our main sponsor for tonight's show. You go to 5 Star. No, 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 no. Hold on a second.
3: <laughs> he'll, he'll be About back it. in a second. There we go. That oh. is double IPA. Uh, you go to 5
2: uh, uh find out all you need to do to uh, learn how to make great beer at home and uh go to grogtag.com if you're a winemaker or know someone who does they just launched a brand new website called crushtag crushtag.com uh tailored to winemakers there's uh, paper labels permanent labels, uh different uh, uh designs and all that kind of stuff so check it out grogtag.com and crushtag.com sponsors of the uh, at least your beer will look good gift certificate um Thanks to Alex and Scott for coming in. You guys will definitely both be receiving a nice little care package from 5starchemicals.com. So uh, maybe shoot them an email. Say, hey, thanks, everybody, for, uh, for, for thinking of my beer and teaching me how to, uh, you know, I don't know, use, uh, use some proper products.
3: How to brew better, too. Uh,
2: thank you to my co-hosts, Brian and Lee. Although I'm a little bit more handsome than you guys, uh, you guys know a little bit more than I do. So I appreciate that. We have a balance. We have You're a nice welcome. balance of handsome to to smarts. Our Are you ratios, sure? our ratio is pretty good. Are you sure? No, no, I'm not sure. I wouldn't be. Okay. Beverly's shaking her head, so, so I you, I yeah. trust her. I, we, you should.
3: <laughs> this is her actual premiere for actually speaking on the show, isn't it? Yes, well, we, she's we been haven't here actually a lot.
2: we haven't started yet. But yeah, we haven't started the show. Um, all right, everyone, thanks for hanging out with us. Uh, we'll catch you next time. It's Doctor Homebrew.